Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, welcome to VRL USA podcast. Another one. This is Alan and Sid is joining me from from uh, suburban D.C., from Northern Virginia. Um, welcome. And uh, Good evening. You've actually been able to see a few matches of late, right? Uh, some, yes. Some, yeah. Yes, Which I did get here. to see a good bit of the Girona match. Yeah. Um, and I think we last spoke right after Setien um, was hired. And I think maybe the last podcast was uh, at the beginning of the rain, wondering how many weeks uh, it might last. Uh, yeah. And I suppose we've gotten to a somewhat different place after some of these results. So yeah. it might be yeah. interesting to talk about kind of where where we are today and where we see things. Yes, indeed. Because I, I think when we... Um as you say, when we when we talked, CTM was a new quantity, and and safe to say it took him a little time to be um, to settle in, and and I think to be um, to gain the respect of some of the players, maybe. Um, but mm-hmm. seems mm-hmm. to have seems to have uh, done that, and we've now seen. Um, I guess you know we had a, a big victory against Real Madrid. I think we could have had another victory against Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey, but we uh, had uh, uh, did did Copa things. <laughs> did well, we did Copa things, and we had uh, we were playing eleven versus V twelve part of the time, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we did Copa things, and um, and we've had our continuing injury issues. We've managed to loan out with a view toward permanently selling Danjuma. Maybe we should start there. I mean, how, in terms of what we've done with selling Ruli, selling Danjuma, any surprises there? Any, any, what's your thought on, on Danjuma particularly? Yeah. So I think if we're summing up sort of a full transfer movements, we have Danjuma, we have Ruli, I guess we have Collado being promoted, though whether he will be fully with the A-team, it looks like that may not be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but he played when we needed a goal in the league match, um, so that's certainly some vote of confidence. Um, the, obviously, the Nico Jackson saga that we can talk about. Um, I guess Ayose. Uh, potentially, and then for in the summer, Dennis and Ben Burton. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, that's that's a lot. I, I think we'd say that's a pretty decent summer. <laughs> um, so certainly for a winter transfer window, uh, that's a lot of movement. Uh, again, I think we all knew this was not going to be a regular winter transfer window, given the World Cup 
um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the timing on that. Um, but that said, I, I think it's it's still been a lot. Um, you know, in some ways, probably, you know, the fact Gerard didn't play. You know, if he had gone and had a very stellar World Cup, would we be talking about him? Mm-hmm, the fact mm-hmm. that Lachelso was injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they, you know, it could have really been a, a huge uh, shift. But going back to your original question, I, I mean, I think the really thing has to be surprising in a sense, only because we didn't sign a 1B in the summer. Right. Um, you know, and again, I'm not saying that he was um, where he was maybe at this point in his career, but with Ruli and Asenho, you could have at least said, okay, that makes sense to some extent that you have a guy that you'd sort of be comfortable trusting with, um, you know, a significant portion of your games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a little bit surprising <laughs> that, you know, it seems like, given the way the table is, we still have every possibility to make the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, putting our hopes in Pepe Reina. <laughs> if you had asked me that at the beginning of the season, I would have said that's probably a miscalculation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we thought he was the Copa goalie. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone could possibly have foreseen him uh, starting this many games. And even if somebody had gotten injured, say, I think we would have said, you would probably find another goalie out there um, that, that you would bring in and keep him sort of as a backup. Um, I think we also, in some ways, would have been surprised that, you know, given we have the B team and the Segunda, that you wouldn't say you want both Jorgensen and Iker available there. Yes. And kind of, you know, playing in some regular rotation or otherwise. So, you know, it's a good amount of money. I think uh, a good opportunity for Ruli, though maybe sort of more of a lateral move than a, than a real step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think surprising from our end, um, so it must have just been one of those things. How often do you get that kind of money for a goalie um, a, in a transfer window? And was probably one of those things. He was on the World Cup winning team. Uh, you're not not going to sell him at higher value than that uh, at this point. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I, I, I think it's also interesting that historically it seems to me that Virial has always been looking at the money issue and, you know, balancing the books rather more than um, looking forward and saying, oh, where does this leave us with respect to the latter half of the season? I mean, I I just think that we've been, um, when, when a, when a good opportunity has been, has presented itself um, to make money on a player, we've generally taken it. Um, and I think Ruli, you know, the irony was that I think Ruli was playing um, probably some of his best with us um, this year. I think he, I think he did a really good job. Um, but as you say, it's hard to turn down um, 
good money. And it's also, I think from, you know, Ruli is, is a, is a goalkeeper who, how can I put this? He's going to have ups and downs in his trajectory. He's going to, he's going to win, you know, he's, he had some big errors. He had some big saves, but you kind of know what your ultimate upside is with him. I mean, he's not going to become um, a, a world, you know, a world beater kind of goalkeeper. But he's not going to become a Courtois or somebody like that. And so you sort of know when you have the opportunity to cash in on him, probably figure you ought to do it. I think the surprise is, as you say, that we didn't, I mean, I would have thought we could have gone out and, and gotten somebody to be a decent number two behind um, Reyna, if not challenge him for for the spot so that the two young keepers could both play in the Segunda. That's that's the surprise for me. Um, but, you know, that, that's... And, and again, for what you would have thought is not a huge amount of money. You know, yeah. Again, it, yeah, were we going to replace Danjuma with another club record striker signing no no but you know a decent goalie you you would have thought so um right so so i think that that's a little bit surprising yeah <coughs> i don't you know i i sort of wonder if the whole i, I sort of wonder if the whole nico so. i sort of wonder if the whole nico jackson thing it didn't throw us off kilter because i think we probably went into the winter window thinking, okay, we're all right. So we're going to sell. We're not really looking for particular players to sell, but let's see who our offers come in for. And first really, and then, and then Jackson. And of course, then that one falls through for medical reasons. So you're sort of back at a very late point saying, okay, well we got, so we have this guy back. That's 20, you know, I think he'll ultimately move next summer, probably, um, or maybe mm-hmm. the maybe the winter after that. But I think it sort of put us behind the eight ball a little in terms of in terms of um, spending money. Now, Danjuma is a loan with a view to transfer, and I guess I think most of us feel but like not not mandatory, not mandatory, right? Yeah. Not mandatory. But the thing about Danjuma is when he wants to, he'll play really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. he might, you know, he might be able to, um, he might be able to uh, play, you know, might be able to get to the point where Spurs want to exercise that. The interesting question, of course, is Lo Celso um, and how he would figure into that, because I suspect Spurs probably figured they could maybe work out some sort of swap deal with us, but frankly, I don't know that Lo Celso has a place in this squad. If, if uh, you know, I, I don't know that he's he's as important as we thought he was a year ago. Well, and that's an interesting one, also in terms of the player valuation um, and and some of the things I think that I've I've seen folks discussing, you know, Danjuma clearly was uh, an Emery sort of request. Um, obviously, Nico, I think, was one of his pet projects. Um, you know, I think a player like Denis Suarez, if, if he had pushed for it, it seemed like that relationship was broken a while ago at Celta. Um, 
So I think you're seeing some interesting things in terms of who was and who was not valued. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. think we know Chukweze had a different value to Emery than how Setien is treating him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you say, if Lochelso in that skill set, though Alan, I mean, I, I still think I see a value. I, I think the question with Lochelso um, is, are we able to keep all of the guys who have been playing where they are right now? Meaning, are, are we going to get a big offer for Jeremy or Baena or you know even Chukweze sort of mm-hmm. revaluing himself? Um, and, and you know, I, I think one thing with Chukweze has always just been confidence shown in him um, has 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 been important. Mm-hmm. And I think he's had different managers at different times show it and not show it. And I think he has uh, responded to that in certain ways. Um, right. So I'm I'm not altogether shocked, sort of that that he's um, been playing playing better with a more consistent run, um, and seemingly a manager who I think has even publicly said, kind of you know I really believe in him. He's a very important player to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, which, he's which still is not something he's always gotten. And like I think you're about to say, he's so young. So. <laughs> right. And the thing with, with Samu is he's still so young. You know, we tend to think yeah. of, oh, God, he's been here forever. But, but you know, he, he's still a young player in the, and he's not even at the peak of his powers yet, probably. So, yeah, I mean, it. It seems to me that Villarreal has been, I guess one of the things that's gotten a lot of discussion on the on the website has been the lack of a, um, that we don't have a cordon sort of director of sport or whatever anymore. And the manager has had more roles, more role to play in transfers. And of course, the flip side of that is that when the manager leaves, um, and we've seen this before, it's not just Emery, that that if you're if you're giving the manager input into those decisions, then when the manager leaves, um, you're going to end up with some players that maybe you look at and say, "Oh, this person really isn't going to fit in my team now." And I and I kind of wonder if if Lacelso isn't one of those. I mean, Estepinion seemed to be a player who we were happy to sort of get our money back at, with a slight bit of increase. Um, because we weren't really finding a way to use them effectively. And, you know, I sort of wonder if, if uh, you know, if we'll see more of that type of move. Um, I don't know. It, it, I, I definitely think, you know, Danjuma is, is just a, a player who doesn't seem to engender a lot of, um, he's not really well liked in the locker room apparently, and he's not liked by the fan base. And, um, He's kind of off on his own little world, I think. And so if he can get back to the Premier League and get to a bigger team than Bournemouth, he's probably happy. Um, and I think Virial is probably he, he played, you know, he played very well for us in certain matches and, and did very well and helped us in the Champions League run, and that's great. But I don't think we I don't think Setien feels any particular loyalty to him. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Now again, Setien would not have seen, um, you know, again, 
film is fine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mm-hmm. any, any, anything Setien has been around has not shown him who the, the real player was. I think it is a fair question to ask, was the real player ever going to be um, part of the team again? Um, yeah. or, or had he burnt bridges or otherwise? Though, you know, I, I will say, um, depending on who it's been, we've we've had hits and misses um, mm-hmm. with the cross-culture adaptation. I don't want to sort of be lazy in this, but, you know, there's a certain Welshman who, uh, who played a lot of golf. Um, <laughs> and yet he was brilliant when they needed him. Right. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they owe multiple mm-hmm. Champions League titles to that guy. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, a very polarizing figure and, and plenty of negatives were done there. Um, but I, I think some of it sometimes is a little bit overblown. And when things are going well, it's it's easy to overlook them. And when things are going poorly, it's easy to be uh, hyper focused on them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, I do think he seems to have struggled a bit in the adaptation. Um, you know, we had uh, an, another Dutch player who we interviewed way back when, Jonathan de Guzman. Um, different, different set of circumstances when he was brought in to try and replace Santi Gazorla. Not, not a very fair uh, situation he was brought into. Um, but also similarly struggled. So, you know, there may just be sort of certain, certain fits that are better and easier, um, than others. I I just think we we weren't going to see his best form here. Uh, and I think that's why the decision was easy. And again, he never sort of fought real hard. It seemed like to be here. So I have to say, if I think of him in an Atletico jersey, I think he could have been a phenomenal player. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's a, it's that kind of stage. Maybe it's getting paid a little bit more, living in Madrid. <laughs> so, you know, this, that, and the other. But just the talent was unquestionable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's not forget too. He also got he also got injured, um, mm-hmm. which which was a fact. You know, so, he, had, he had a some, now some, some, now of course you also have to ask with that, as I feel like we ask sometimes, does that have something to do with us? Yeah. Um, because it seems like most of our team is injured <laughs> at some point yeah. during this season. Um, yeah. yeah. But anyways, I, you know, was he worth being the record signing? I'm not sure. Um, but he, he's clearly a dimension we don't have otherwise. Um, and you know, that kind of a little bit more physical of a presence in some ways, Nico is, is, um, his replacement. Um, and of course we were uh, a step away from Nico leaving as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know I, I think Setien sort of uh, in reading some of his comments after the transfer to of course Bournemouth <laughs> since since we uh, all all stories have to come full circle um, it failed and so I, I I think it's interesting right 
to <laughs> that Bournemouth would have done Juma leave and in some ways maybe never replaced him and we're looking at Nico. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, I sort of, I like what Setien says, you know, he is, you know, like a new signing and we want him to go show that he should be worth twice as much in the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the very on point messaging um, to deliver to a young player in that situation. Yeah. Kind of obviously has to be very disappointed. Obviously was thinking, you know, I'm providing for my family. I'm going to make you know, five times as much as it is. I'm going to have all these eyeballs on me. I was just at the world cup. Like, you know, I'm a mm-hmm. shooting star here. Um, to be all on all the golden boy lists and whatnot. And now I have to come back to, you know, this place, which is great, but small little town, this and the other, you know, just, I think the, the mindset reset, I, I liked, I liked the way that the message was delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see, because, you know, I think Samu, I think we've had other players as well who kind of mentally felt like they were one foot out the door. It didn't happen, and not all of them have responded well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, let's t- let's take a little bit of a break, and then when we come back, let's talk about sort of recent results under Setien because we've certainly been um, more impressed than I think we were when we first talked. So let's have a bit of a break, and then we'll be right back. Okay, so when we when we talked, um, I think last time we had just hired Satian, and and of course then that we went through some questions. You know, the fan base was wondering how is this going to going to work out. I think the um, as we said with a lot of things, the whole World Cup um, timing and the and the different um, way that the that the schedule was set up this year. Um, has I think I think CTN really benefited from having some time off there to sort of really work with his with the players to implement what he wanted. But what how would you characterize what we're seeing from him now as compared to what we saw from Emory? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, interesting, interesting uh, turnabout in more ways than one. I did want to say one last thing on the last segment, which is I think you know when we've talked about sort of not having the cordon, um, the the Dennis and Burton signings um, remind me a little bit of um, you know the probably. South American kind of VRAL signings, a little bit sort of under the radar, older players. You know, these two are not particularly old, but sort of not not the 18-year-old starlet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But slightly more experienced players you know, coming on a free, 
with some experience in other high-level leagues. Like, I think pretty astute, and certainly given where the market is going, to have sort of jumped out ahead of those and gotten those on a free, I think it's pretty good, pretty good business. So, mm-hmm. um, but in, in terms of the players we have now and results, uh, I mean, I think you have to be pretty happy um, with what Setien has done. I know we talked a little bit about sort of those, some of those first couple of games being a little bit misleading, um, you know, the conference games, you know, when completely sort of meaningless, um, with with no stake whatsoever, um, you know, weren't necessarily going to see a version of the team that uh, was was meaningful for evaluation purposes. But you know, I think a huge part of this is the World Cup break, mm-hmm. and. Um, it could not have come at a better time for us, given what happened. Um, and, you know, since since that break, um, and again, remember, we won at Villa. We beat Napoli. Napoli, who basically is untouchable in Serie A this season, mm-hmm. a friendly or otherwise, just the kinds of things that give you a lot of confidence. Um and since we've come back, the only match we've lost was in the Copa uh, against Madrid. Um, and, you know, I think more than that, you know, sort of leave some of the simple wins and losses aside. I really think the image of the team has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's been very positive. I think they're has been a little bit more directness in the play compared to with Emery when we still had a little bit sometimes of the, in the games that we were supposed to sort of um, playing against, you know, talent wise, maybe inferior opposition. We still were doing a little bit of the force field kind of around the box, just kind of passing the ball around without being so incisive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think based on the lineups we're playing, we have very incisive players who are sitting behind the striker. Um, and so I do think there's, there's a little bit more cut and thrust, um, and, you know, defensively, we don't seem to have suffered too much for doing so. Um, we're coming up here after the Rio game. We'll be fully halfway through the season. Um, if we keep a clean sheet, we will be second in the league uh, in goals against. Uh, mm-hmm. And it'll be, you know, 13 so far in 18 matches is, is pretty impressive. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting that I was looking at the, starting to sound like Zach here, I was looking at the expected goals um, the other day, and, I, and it's, it's interesting that we, um, I mean, we haven't scored as much as we would have expected. Now, partly that's, you know, we've had injury concerns, of course. Um, but we haven't, you know, we're, we're underperforming our expected goals in, in terms of scoring, 
we're also doing better than, I, I forgot what the number was, but say if we've given up 13 goals, the expected goals would be more like 17 or 18. So I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting how that's, how that's looking. I, I feel with Setien, the, the games are much more enjoyable to watch because they're more, um, they're, they're more, uh, there's more forward, they're faster, they're more forward moving, um, some of the interplay among players has uh, really been been fun to watch. Um, it's it has seemed to be the case in a couple of matches that we tend to bring out the best in opposition keepers. I think um, we've had a couple of of really good performances against us, including the fellow from Girona last week. Um, but you know, I, it, it's, it's, it's higher, it's higher risk, higher reward. You know, I think Emery, um, was always a, a very calculated, um, coach and, and tended to be very, um, deliberate. And if we got a lead, he would sort of do our best. We would close up shop to, in a lot of ways and try to really defend that lead. And Setien is much more the, you know, keep playing. You've already, if you're ahead of the team by a goal, you might as well make it two or three, right? Um, and if you give up one or two on the counter, well, that's the way it goes. Um, it's, it's, uh, it seems like once or twice every match, there's going to be an opportunity where we get carved open and, uh, you know, but on the other hand, we've been doing the same thing to the other team. So, I think the I think it's more I think it's more fun to watch. I think it's been more successful so far, and um, I think we've seen the importance of being able to control midfield um, with Parejo especially. But um, that's been a real he seems rejuvenated under under uh, Setien also. Yeah. Yeah, now, again, I, I think he was still the most important player in Emery's system. Um, so I don't I don't mm-hmm. know that that part of it is different. I think I'm seeing here what you're noting about the, the expected goals against. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I mean, I do think we know some of that um, just from seeing some of the chances that, that other teams are not <laughs> converting. Um so, so it, it wasn't to say that, that it's been a flawless defensive performance by any means. Um, but, you know, I, I think if we're giving up one goal uh, in the way that Setien plays, probably still should, you know, have decent chances against, against mm-hmm. most teams mm-hmm. um, because we are creating plenty. Um, you know, for example, it looks like this notes that in the Girona match we created nearly three. Um, mm-hmm. Now, of course, two penalties will inflate that number, but even take those out, and you know that's a that's a decent number um, played against ten. But that was only for a relatively short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, so. over, overall, we've been creating chances. It's been it's been. Um, it's finishing them off has been has been um, difficult at times. I mean, you know, you think of the Valencia match where Gerard had an open goal early and, and missed. Um, there have been. It seems like we've tended to start really well in most of our matches under Setien and, and had 
And if we haven't gone in with the lead at the break, we've been the dominant team in the first half. And so I think getting getting on top early um, gives us confidence, and, and uh, we seem to play pretty well to that sort of strength. Of course, against in the Copa, we were up 2-0 at halftime, but then Gilles Manzano did his thing. So, you know, we, <laughs> um, but, you know, even there, the first and, half. And remember was, as well, yeah. I would say that, you know, one thing we probably didn't think about as much early in the season was we were so focused on the stadium construction and let's survive the first half of the year. Right. This is the, you have a whole bunch of home matches part of the year. Um, and, you know, that really should be something that helps us uh, down the stretch. Um, You'd hope so. The other, the other thing is, is that you look at the, you look at the league this year and, um, as you were mentioned earlier, I mean, we, Atletico Madrid, um, I saw some of their match today, and I've seen a couple of their matches recently, and, you know, they increasingly feel more like an end than a beginning to me. Um, they may be able to hang on to fourth place in the league, but I don't know. Um, I feel like I feel like between us, Betis, and uh, and Atleti, um, that's really the that's really the fight for fourth place. Um, I've been, you know, Real Sociedad. Maybe this is the year that they don't fall apart late in the year. They they've looked very good um, when I when I've seen them. But most, I'm I'm not sold on that. Okay, but you're not so we, long. We shall see. Okay, now, we shall I see. I mean, the run of form recently for them, they had won five on the trot before a more than credible draw at the Bernabeu today. Yeah, um, yeah. So admittedly, for example, Alan, they put up a whopping 0.42 XG at the Bernabeu, so... Okay, um, but but my but they but they look of all the of the they've been consistent. They've been I think consistent. That is that yeah. is a fair thing to yeah, say. They've been consistent, um, and and you look at the um you look at the rest of the league, and I mean Osasuna has been impressive, and I am delighted for Moy Gomez. I have to say, um, but you know the. It doesn't seem as though the talent in the middle, what I want to say, like the middle third of the of the table is as good as it has been in some years. So, you know, yeah, we're in there with a shot for fourth. We should definitely um, qualify for Europa League, even if we don't you know, finish fourth. So it, it I feel like with the home matches left and, and everything. Well, but do remember good. that only fifth, I mean, depending again on how the Copa shakes out and yes. all that stuff. Yes. We've, we've lost that fifth and sixth qualify for the Europa League anymore. Otherwise right. I would, I would agree with you. It feels like we have a pretty good shot at top six. Yeah. Um, but well, would, I think it's, I think it's pretty clear that athletic club are going to, are going to prioritize the Copa. I mean, I, I was, um, you know, that that's really where they are um, mm-hmm. of those teams you'd that are think left. Of, you'd think Osasuna as well? Or did yeah, they, they th- got knocked out? No, no, Osasuna. No, they're still in there. No, Osasuna are still in it. I think, I yep. think the thing is they've done reasonably well in the league. But, yeah, you would have to think that if they 
let's let's see where the draw what the draw is. But I but I think Osasuna um, would have to think that their best chance of Europe is is winning. You know, they've got to win the well, semifinals. And it's, one, and it's one game from one one game from a final. Is yeah. this or is this a two legged semi? Uh, I think it's two legs. I'm not. I think it's two, but I'm not sure. Either either way, I think they've got to be feeling. I mean, they've got to be feeling like um, that's their best chance. But I but I also think they've been playing well enough in the league recently that, that it's not. Let's put all our eggs in that basket. I think Athletic Club. It is. It is a two leg. It is a two leg. Yeah, so. I think mm-hmm. Athletic Club um, have you know got off to a hot start in the league, but have been struggling lately anyway. And I think they're probably going to be a team that figures there. I mean, you look at the way their team is constructed. I think their best chances is in a is in a uh, a, a cup competition over the course of of a of a entire season in the league. They just don't have enough depth, and I think that's you know they're still too reliant on two or three players. I think so. Yeah. You know, so well, I think I, know, I, mean, I think that's yeah. that's generally true of Osasuna as well, just in terms of the depth piece of it. Um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, so they, that I mean seems seems like a yeah. win against Rio would put us six points clear of Osasuna, eight of Athletic. Um, yeah, and eight yeah. of Rio it would seem like that would be a pretty decent gap. Again, given that Osasuna and Athletic both have um, two legs of Copa, um, right? And again, I think it's not even simply the path to Europe kind of thing. I think it's just from the fan base. It's you know you're one round away from a final, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, we'd be having so, the same debate if we had knocked out Madrid, sure. right? We'd be having the same debate exactly, is you know, for sure. And for sure. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it just seems to me like it's a it's a real opportunity for us to to um, you know finishing fourth is definitely a possibility, which um, you know makes the whole discussion we we're having earlier about not bringing in a goalkeeper and everything a little. Yeah, a little little surprising, but um, but as I say, I think the team, the, the club has always, unlike teams in the English Championship that go heavily into debt gambling that they can make it to the pot of gold in the EPL. You know, Villarreal has not has not ever done that. I mean, you know, you look at going back to you mentioned Santa Cazorla. You know, you you go back to the to us um, selling him that summer when we were going to be in the Champions League, and yet we were confer- concerned with balancing the budget instead of saying, "Oh my God, we can make all this money off the Champions League." So, you know, I, I think it's a, it's it's the way the team is managed. So, if we finish fourth, we finish fourth. If we finish fifth or sixth, you know, I, I think that the uh, the club management seems happy to not push the boat too far out for, you know, financially. Um, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Now, the one thing in some sense that works against us with Atleti is they're completely falling out of Europe mm-hmm. and now being out of the Copa. Yeah, they don't have anything else so to play for. This is all they've got now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
And again, you'd have to think just in terms of squad quality that uh, that they do it, but it's been half a season. <laughs> so yeah. it's not as if we're talking about a small sample size at this point. No, and we did defeat them in the in our head to head so far. So that's so mm-hmm. that's good. And they've you know And by the way, that is the game to finish the league. So Oh, is it? We okay. are within three points. Yeah, becomes a very intriguing last day. So that's yes. that has to sort of be our <laughs> be what we're aiming at uh, from yeah. that perspective. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's and it's you know it's it's interesting too that I mean none of the other I mean not that we've been overwhelming in our in our performances but we've at least strung together a bunch of a bunch of wins lately um but you know some of the teams like betty's that have um that have struggled struggled recently too where it's hard to know you know it you see some of these clubs eking out one nil wins and it's sometimes you can't tell until later whether or not is that really a sign of strength or is that a sign of weakness that's going to come back to haunt them later? So I don't know. The, yeah, the bit- well, Be- Betty's uh, has done what we did a lot of um, over, over many years, which is not, not get full points against some of the bottom teams. Mm-hmm. So that, they have yeah. drawn via the lead. They have drawn Cadiz. Um, Sounds an awful lot like they us, lost, doesn't, yeah. lost to Espanol. Um, so mm-hmm. they've had some decent results or more of what you'd expect, and then they've thrown in some real stinkers. So remember that Betis had 15 points after six rounds. Mm-hmm. So that means they have 16 in the last 12. Right, right. So really so. has slowed for them. They beat... Girona, and so the, their only loss in their first six was at the Bernabeu, and then they have only won. They've won four, two of the last three. Mm-hmm. So they had a period, I guess, of two wins in nine. Nine, yeah, so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, mean, I think I think the question um, for us is going to be putting together, um, you know, putting together wins against the teams you should beat. <laughs> obviously, which mm-hmm. which we've been doing a little a, a better job of. Um, yeah. Here's an interesting one on Betis. They are a plus six GD. They should be a minus one XG GD. Hmm. So, and interestingly, they are four under goals for, but 11 over goals against. So significantly bigger disparity even than ours. Huh, interesting. Interesting. So, um, yeah, so you'll have to wonder if they've come back, regressed toward the mean or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it. Yeah, yeah it, just, it just seems like overall this year there's a lot of, um, I mean, Sevilla got a, you know, being in the bottom third of the table is is um, I guess I'm not surprised that the that they're less um, of a of a challenger than they were, but I'm surprised the extent to which the wheels have come off there. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. I, and I don't know, you know, I don't know if some of this stuff is just the effects of, um, and don't look now, but Valencia is dropping very much into danger. They're only a point above the drop zone. Yeah. I, I just wonder if this is the, is this maybe the financial rules and the effects of COVID and everything and how that affected teams? Is this finally catching up with them that they haven't been able to reinforce their squads or what? I don't know. It just seems it, it's just interesting that that there seems to be a lot of mediocrity in the league this year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. which probably not the thing to say if you want to encourage people to watch La Liga, but that's but that's kind of it feels in some ways like we're moving back toward the big two and everybody else. Period, and I thought well, we were getting away from that. It's interesting you say that because Almeria in eleventh is only three points above the drop zone. Yeah, yeah, three points from mid, you know, the middle of the table to a relegation spot. Yeah, um, yeah. So that is going to be a crazy, <laughs> crazy fight. Um, yeah, uh, looking at the bottom. Um, it is, so and it, 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 it really it, it, it doesn't. It remind you of the Segunda, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where mm-hmm. you're where you have mm-hmm. that same thing, where you, where it's like it's almost the point differential is almost not as critical as the number of teams below you. That right. you know you can be within three points of relegation and eleventh, but that but if there, but you know there there are a number of teams below you. If you're if you're three points above relegation and you're in sixteenth. <laughs> The, the margin is, is a little smaller, but the odds are you're going to stay up some way or another um, because right. you're probably not going to have you're probably <laughs> not going to have that many teams for each of those teams. Yeah, you're probably not going to have that many teams <laughs> past you. Below them. Yeah, yep. but but you know it's interesting. You look at the um, you look at all those teams in the bottom, and and it's and with with the exception of your friends at Elche who are, who are obviously you know that's <laughs> they would be relegated next by the season. way don't mention who we are playing next week oh yes that's what right what we have done playing I know, against I'm not the Colista away from home anything. but so. you know with with the exception of Elche who are who are down at the bottom you know the other two positions are definitely um, you know you could have any of eight teams um, mm-hmm. go down and it really depends on if it's 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 you look at every every week one of those teams is getting a win and change or or more is getting a win you know Sevilla got a win last week and it looks like they're beginning to get to safety but then Cadiz and and Celta win and now they're back you know it, it, it's a it's an interesting dynamic and I think it's it'll be interesting to see I know I saw a couple of people saying that they felt like the vibes around Sevilla were a lot like Villarreal in 2011-12, mm-hmm. and that's not good. Where mm-hmm. where you you keep saying to yourselves, "Well, we're too good to go down. We're too good to go down. We For can't sure. possibly go down," and and you just become paralyzed with fear that you will, and sometimes that ends up. But that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. I mean, well, so, I mean, they have a. They are minus five, um, should be minus or minus nine uh, expected GD. 
mm. but a whopping 34 XGA. I mean, so <laughs> imagine that extrapolating out over over a season. 68 goals against. I mean, yeah. the, those yeah. are clear, clear relegation numbers. So yeah. Yeah. something has got to improve there significantly. Seems like it's gotten a little bit better. They have clean sheets in their last two matches. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we just have to ex- adjust the expectations. <laughs> because yeah, I think, and I think it's for real, so long. And I think that's the, a lot of times deal. that's that's the problem for teams. Is, that's is, the hard part. Yeah, that's sure. the hard part. Is sure. getting, because they're so used to, I think, even just their name. Okay, we we come back in the last 10 minutes of games and win things. Not, you know, in this season, we find a way to lose games in the last 10 minutes when we shouldn't. I think someone was mentioning in particular that Caddy's game uh, a week ago. Mm-hmm. Extremely nervy, trying to hold the, the 1-0 even though Cadiz managed, you'll appreciate Alan, a whopping 0.07 XG <laughs> in that match. Yeah. But yet it was nervy till the end. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, and, and I think that's a lot of it, is, is you do have to adjust your expectations and the, and the teams that are, you know, like we were in, 20, in, in 2011, you know, when you've been used to Competing in the Champions League, you've been used to being up at. You've been used to to fighting in the in the top four or five positions, and suddenly you find yourselves in the bottom five. It's it's sometimes difficult to make that adjustment and being able to say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get clean sheets. Is we're gonna we're gonna focus on strengthening at the back is fine, but you have to. You have to realize that you're. You, you have to get some wins in there. I mean, the year we were relegated, we beat Rio twice, as I recall. We, we, um, you know. But it seemed like every time when we had a, a match, where if we could have won it, we could have really had a bit of a breathing room. We never won. You know, we we would typically get ahead one nil, and the other team would draw late, or win late. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to get at some point. If you, if I think you, we had approximately twenty-four one-ones in that season. Yeah, some, it, and and it, and it just it, and we had. Um, I know we had like a loss to Osasuna, I think, where we were one nil up and then ended up losing. But it just seemed like I, I'd have to go back and look. But but we were never at a point in the season where we were like five points above the relegation zone. We were always sort of within three points of it, and I think that's the kind of thing that weighs on you as a as a as a team. If you if you keep feeling, you know, even if you win a couple of matches, if you don't get anywhere, you keep you keep looking over your shoulder. You never have you never have the ability to say, "Oh, okay, wow, we're okay, we're we're going to be okay, we're going to be okay." You never you never have that. And that's what I think the clubs like like Sevilla and maybe Valencia are going to have to face this year is like you've got to be able to to focus forward and not look back over your shoulder and worry because that's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm uh, Valencia, I'm de- I think I'm definitely worrying just because the trend lines for them are not good. Um, yeah, and when you see and and. Plus and instability, with, even 
further than the yeah. normal, usual Valencia instability. Yeah. I believe, if I'm counting this right, they have one win in ten. So, and that was three nil at home against Betis. Um, yeah. But really not a good yeah. run of form. They've lost at home to Cadiz. They just lost at Valladolid. Right. Um, they lost away to Mallorca. I mean, they lost at home to Mallorca. They drew Elch at home. Um, so, yeah. Really just a, a well, poor and spell. And and you know, at least with Sevilla, I do feel like um, the team is, is at least built with some leadership experience. Again, we, we had the same, and it didn't necessarily help us. But one yeah. concern you have about a Valencia is the team is so young. Um, you know, other than your couple of Gabriel or Cavani or, or whoever it is, but you know the the sort of uh, pulse of the team there in the midfield and things. And just you know, yeah, just, uh, the uh, first uh, time you're thrown in a relegation battle as a young player is it's not an easy thing to adjust to. No. No, don't talk to me about Cavani. I still think we should have signed him. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, that's why he scored against us. So. Right, exactly. Anyway, um, we probably don't need to be making the fan bases of Valencia and Sevilla feel better or worse. But um, any last thoughts on Villarreal before we wrap up? I mean, it's it's all there, right? I think it's all there to play for. All, all there to play for. Um I don't I don't view the conference as a huge distraction in terms of making sure our best eleven are available for the league. Right. Um I, I do think it'll be important to see if we are trying to sign another striker. Um don't know that it's absolutely necessary, but of course if the whole Bournemouth saga is correct and Nico is closer to mid March at which point he, you know, needs some time to adjust, sort of being two months in with no Danjuma and no Nico. Um, yeah. This is this is the pivotal part of the season. Right. Um, so it would, would be interesting to see uh, what, yeah. what comes of that. And um, you, you also just don't know, is there another last-minute surprise here? Right, um, right. I wouldn't wouldn't expect it, but by the same token, the transfer we were counting on to sort of really square things didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, is there a chance that one of the other young players something comes in late, and uh, we're we're more inclined to consider it? Yeah. Who knows? All right. Well, thanks much for joining us, joining me again. And this is Alan for Sid. Watch Ryo tomorrow and end the vow very out.